0: Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, and thanks for tuning in to Relationship Wednesdays. I'm Dr. Nefertiti Noel.
1: And I'm Darren Noel.
0: And thanks for tuning in. We're excited to have you here for our, our weekly relationship show. And, Darren, actually, I normally do first describing what I do, but I'm going to go ahead and let Darren talk about what he does.
1: Absolutely. My background is in corporate America. Here in Noel Associates, I focus on Mock interviews, resume consults, and life coaching.
0: All right. Um, my background is in counseling and human development, and I do work with couples, individuals, and groups just as far as uh, therapy and therapeutic services. I also do a lot of marriage uh, therapy and counseling here. Um, we run a thriving private practice that's in a couple locations. We are in Naperville, Illinois. We're also in Chicago, Illinois. We're also um, digitally available for information. So today's topic is a, a really an interesting one: um, monogamy, and it's about whether or not being faithful and monogamous to one person is realistic. And I bring this issue up, or this issue has been brought up, because there's so much evidence that there's just a lot of affairs going on, and. Um, I pulled up some statistics that I think are very interesting. This statistic is coming from truthaboutdeception.com. Again, truthaboutdeception.com. And it says that um, it's estimated that roughly 30 to 60% of all married individuals in the U.S. will engage in infidelity at some point during their marriage. And these numbers are probably on the conservative side. It says if you consider that half of marriages end in divorce, people are more likely to stray as relationships fall apart. It also says that research consistently shows that about 2 to 3% of children are the product of infidelity, and most of these children are unknowingly raised by men who are not their biological fathers. And so that's really big news. So we're saying that conservatively speaking, the statistics are showing us that 30% to 60% conservatively of married individuals Um, engage in infidelity. And these stats are talking about people that are having sexual intercourse with other people outside of their spouses or um, significant partners. This isn't even talking about the emotional affairs that could go on. Um, Let me give you a little bit more data. Another um, set of statistics says that 70% of married men, so this is coming from cheating statistics, do men cheat more than women? And you can look it up at magazine.foxnews.com and this um, article came out June 7, 2012. But it said that uh, that about 70% of married men admitted to cheating on their wives. Another study found that two-thirds of women were not aware that their husbands were having affairs and um, that 50-60% to 60% of women admitted to also admitted to having an affair. Um, and and those are very interesting statistics because what we're looking at is, according to these stats, men and women are running neck and neck on um, on how many times or or the ability to have an affair, ability to to or actually engaging in affairs and extramarital activity. So these are just very interesting numbers. So then it started getting me to thinking because I hear this a lot as well. I hear Doctor Noel. I hear people say Doctor Noel. Is being monogamous, is being faithful really something that people can do? Is it really relevant, and are we even humanly built to be faithful? So I want to talk to you about that a little bit today. Um, Let me just give you another study. This the Washington Post it says five myths about cheating. You can look it up at the Washington Post, and, again, the name of it is Five Myths About Cheating. And it says that – estimates find married men cheating at rates between 25% and 72%, given that many people um, don't actually admit that they're cheating. They feel like infidelity could be even higher than what they're saying. Also, and this is from an older study, that 78% of men interviewed had cheated on their current partner, and only a handful said they cheated because they were near the end of their relationship, and many just cheated because they could. So let's talk about that for for a second. One one thing is what is infidelity, and I'm going to go ahead and define it here for the purposes of this show as not emotional. We're not we're not even talking about emotional cheating right now. We're talking about full on intimacy with another person and um, sexual intercourse with another person, actually having a full fledged relationship with someone else. And people are doing that in mass numbers. And how do we then get to a point? where monogamy, where faithfulness is the standard as opposed to not being the standard in a relationship. And we, we really need to be talking about that because many couples are finding themselves, if we look at these stats, anywhere from 25%, 75% of people are saying that they had extramarital affairs or affairs outside of their main relationship. And so how are people getting to this place? What's happening that people are are in a spot where they feel like they need to go outside of their relationship or that they're actually going outside of their relationship? And how do we get to a point where we can establish relationships where we limit the ability for this to happen or the likelihood that this happens?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. That's really what we want to get into, right? How do we avoid this? Because most people when they're going into marriage are not looking to have uh, infidelity in their relationship. You know, most people going into it, clean heart, you know what, I want to be faithful, I want my partner to be faithful to me, and we want to have a nice long life together with, you know, just us. I totally disagree with that. You, really? That's I
0: think to. that people go into it leading each other on that they're going to be faithful. But what I find, especially in the marital therapy that I do, is that many people were having outside affairs before they even got married, they were having affairs while they were dating. They were sleeping with other folks the week before the wedding. Well, in that case, that person had no intention really of being faithful.
1: But that's the point I'm saying to you. So you say more people fall into that. I'm talking about someone who is really going in and has not, not really has a history of cheating and not cheating, but is going into the marriage really with the intention of being faithful.
0: What I'm telling you is that many people do not know what it takes to be faithful. And I agree with that. I think also many people don't talk about it. They talk about Um, I think that the only time that people see for Richard for four, for uh, better or worse, is the day of the wedding. I don't think people are really talking about what this actually looks like um, to stay faithful. And they're not talking about it in the sense of faithful being an obligation as opposed to just something we're thinking about doing. I
1: think most people think it's just going to happen without taking the work it takes to remain faithful in a relationship and to meet your your partner's needs so they can remain, okay? I don't think people realize the, the amount of work, dedication, focus it takes, communication it takes to make that happen. I think you said I do, I said I do, you know, we're just going to remain faithful to one another. It, it doesn't work like that. Now, see, the statistics show that and bear that out. It takes a lot of hard work, and people have to realize that going into it, or they have to realize it as they're in a relationship. You know what? I've got to step up my game. I've got to improve. Our, we have to improve our relationship. I've got to do more. You've got to do more so we can remain faithful with one another.
0: Mm-hmm. Let, let me say this. Let me say this. Let me say this. I want to be really clear, and I say this every time I do a counseling session with a couple and infidelity has happened. People cheat because they want to, because yeah. they can not necessarily because of something the other person is doing. And you made a comment that we got to be careful to fill each other's needs, and I agree with all of that. Let's fill each other's needs. Let's make sure the other person has what they need. But I'm suggesting that even if you give somebody everything they need, certain people have the propensity to have extramarital affairs.
1: Some people are deceiters. They're not not faithful. Correct. It is what it is.
0: And so let's talk about that for a second. One, do create an atmosphere where you're not an excuse. Don't hold out on sex. I mean, that's that's a big thing that I have men coming to me saying, look, my, my wife gets angry with me because I didn't pay a bill, because I did pay a bill, because the day went good, because the day didn't go good, and she won't have sex with me. Okay. And somebody can take that maybe a week, two weeks, but nobody can take that long term not being able to have intercourse with their spouse, especially when it's not a medical situation.
1: Right. Yes. And
0: I'm going to tell you, even when it is a medical situation, people stress out.
1: So they still have need. The other partner still has a need. So uh-huh. like, we need to figure out what can we do to figure this out, uh-huh. that uh, my needs can be met, even though you may have a medical issue. You know, like that. let's
0: backtrack for a second. Darren, do you think realistic?
1: I do think uh, being faithful is realistic. I know um, from personal experience as well as testimonies from people I know who have been married much longer than we have that have not had infidelity in their relationship. Okay, It is possible. Okay, But it, like I mentioned before, it takes a lot of work. And I think – you know, setting a strong foundation from the beginning makes it a lot easier long term. What I mean by that is, first off, starting out with a partner who really is planned to be faithful and has a characteristic of being a faithful person. If you are already, let's like, say you are dating somebody and they're married and they're saying they're divorcing their person, that person's already cheating on their current spouse and you're expecting that person to be faithful and to say, you guys are going to get married? Right. That's a a strong risk they're going to be cheating because they're cheating with you. Right. Okay? Let's first start off with a foundation of, at least I got a good intended person here who is planning on being faithful and does not have a history of cheating.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I think that's a really good point. How a relationship starts can oftentimes direct it um, for the long haul, right? Yes,
1: absolutely. And
0: a lot of times if, and even if the person cheating with you has their good reasons, know that they could have those good reasons again about you. Right. My 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 wife is uh mean.
1: mean. Fat. Uh, my husband doesn't pay the bill. Right. He doesn't care about me. He doesn't talk nice to me. My wife doesn't look good anymore. She gained weight. She lost weight, blah, blah, blah. Guess what? They can say the same thing about you in 10 years. Mm-hmm. Talk about this future. Because
0: person. some people set themselves up. To have, they're looking for a reason to be able to step out.
1: Correct. I agree with that. They I just agree with
0: that. they they don't any particular reason will do. It right. doesn't matter what the reason is if if they feel like it suits the need and the, it's like the guy that picks a fight before prom because he can't pay for it.
1: Right. And and then my like, like you mentioned, any reason will do okay. as long. And then my some people are like, well, as long as I have a reason, then it's okay. Absolutely. Right. Whatever that reason may be, then it makes it okay in their mind.
0: I think another thing is. When you're picking a spouse, a partner, someone to be with for the rest of your life, you need to be communicating your needs, and you also need to know their food factor, their family of origin, what's the background. Um, I've met a lot of men that say, look, my dad cheated, their granddad cheated, everybody, every man they knew Ooh. had another chick on the side, oh. and it's just what it was. And, like, their mother didn't get mad, she sucked it out, why do you have a problem with that?
1: In their mind, that's normal. That's the normal. normal. So I agree with that 100%. Find that out. Does this person come from a a long line of cheaters? And
0: let's be clear. You do not have to be what you've seen. But, however, and many people are.
1: Absolutely. Because that shield that that person has has taken some hits because he's seen, he or she has seen cheating.
0: It's just what they've learned. You know, I had someone tell me when I was asking her about marriage. I said, oh, you know, you plan on getting married? She didn't know. There was nobody in her family line that had ever been married. Mm. So it wasn't a conversation that was on her mind.
1: Every, I'm assuming everybody had just lived together, had boyfriend. The Whatever they did, it didn't
0: was. turn legal. Gotcha. And then I have people that, that that come and see me who marry everybody they date. They may <laughs> not stay married to them,
1: <laughs> but they're, they're from times.
0: right. They're from a background where hey, if it's going good. Let's ride it out. See how long it go. Right. I'm the beta marrying type. And then you have people that are somewhere in between. So be really clear when you're when you're talking to somebody about lifelong relationships and monogamy that they've even seen an example of monogamy. Yes. And that they've been able to do it before. You know, I hear this a lot. Dr. Noel, when I married him or her, she said that she hadn't been faithful before, but she had never had a person like me. And so (laughs) she knew that once she got with me, that then she could be faithful. But if someone doesn't have a track record of it, and folks, I'm not talking about, there can be miracles, there can be people that you know, confess their sins for God and he gives them the strength that they need. But in general, people do what they've been doing.
1: That's who they are. And they're revealing that to you. You know, hopefully you're checking this out before you get married to this person Mm -hmm. and they're revealing it to you. But it's your duty to ask questions. You know, how many relationships have you been? Have you been faithful to the uh, a, uh, partners you've had before, you know how many serious relationships have you been in, or you just been dating, you know, twenty thousand women all the time, stuff like that. It just, you know, it's constantly going back and forth. Okay, this person likes to play in the field. Okay, I you need to consider that in your decision making of who you're going to be involved with.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Um, the other thing that I think people don't do very well when they're talking about whether faithfulness is, is relevant and if it's, it's doable, is I don't think people understand that your loyalty is with your partner even when you're angry with them. Mm. Now, I have a lot of people that come to me that the infidelity happened, Dr. well after a big argument. He or she put me out. I thought we were on our way for divorce. I didn't know we'd get back together. So I cheated. But it wasn't really cheating because we were technically together or living at the same spot. They have a very loose understanding of reality. Right.
1: You're still married. You're still together. Is anything finalized? No. You're just having some rocky road that you're going to try and work through. But that's the whole thing about marriage, to death do us part. You just need to work through those things, to have some discussions. You may need to seek some counseling, professional counseling. Mm -hmm. Okay. But let's try and work through this. Mm -hmm. And during that working through time, y'all still need to remain faithful. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Here's another reason why why people um, don't do very well with faithfulness. They've never been, been required to do it before. So let's say you've been with somebody and you've let them have hall passes, dip offs, whatever it is you want to call it. Right. And then one day you say, I don't want that anymore. You have very It's hard
1: to go back to that. So to your point, let's say it's part of the relationship you've been together for a couple of years now. In the first few years, you get that person some leeway. You can date other people, see other people. And now, okay, now you want to flip the script, and now this is going to be uh, only us. We're going to be a monogamous now. Ooh, that's hard. He kind of, I've been with you and had the ability to uh, to get out there and, and cheat, quote, unquote, cheat, and you didn't mind it, but now you want to change it. That takes some hard, uh, that's a hard change to make because you already set up an appetite for this new be- this behavior. You can't just change it all of a sudden and expect that person to change on a dime.
0: Absolutely. Here's another thing. Once you set up, now, any pattern can be changed, but not without hard work. Yes. So once a person sets a pattern of acceptance, I'm going to go back to to somebody's family of origin or the things that they've seen coming up. Um, if you've seen, let's say you've got a, a, a son who's seen his father cheat, and not only has he seen him cheat, he knows his mother's aware of it, and he's seen her forgive that time and time again. Then he gets with you. And you kind of had a similar background. And so you saw the same things happen, and you realize, hey, or you say to yourself, like many people do, everybody cheats. You start setting the the standard that it happens to everybody. Who am I that it wouldn't happen to me? Just don't bring it to the house. Okay? Then let's say a little bit further down the road, you get a little bit more exposure to reality, and you realize it doesn't have to be that way. Right.
1: You come across somebody who says, no, we've never cheated. We've been married for 20 years. Neither one of us have cheated. What? You know? You meet some more people like that. Okay. Go ahead.
0: Then you're starting to set different expectations. And so a relationship is fluid, but at each part of the relationship, you need to be having those discussions about what your expectations are. And as soon as your expectations change, this is very clear, say something to your partner.
1: Communication, communication, communication is so vital in a relationship, so vital. You have to let that person know because you may – Know about in your brain, in your mind, but till you communicate with your partner effectively, communicated, they're not getting that message. They didn't realize that you made a change. That you realize you want to have a monogamous relationship. They didn't get that message unless you tell them. to communicate that. Message.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Here's another thing that that people don't always get. If you're not telling your spouse what you what you need intimately, sexually, I like this, I don't like that, I'm willing to do this, I'm I'm not willing to do that and you make it a very difficult conversation to have, those people may look outside of the relationship with someone that's willing to talk about sex with them.
1: That's a great point. You have to communicate those needs because you need to tell them, like, what you like, you know, if you need more, you need less, whatever the case may be, because they need to know how to help meet your needs. Because, again, they're not mind readers, and okay, no one's a mind reader, and if, unless you're communicating that to them, they can't react appropriately toward that. Absolutely not. Helping you meet your needs.
0: Absolutely not. Let me tell you another, another thing about cheating and things that happen. Um, a lot of people have these, these falsivities or these myths that they have going on in their heads about um, cheating. So, like, one thing that people think, because we watch a lot of TV, a lot of reality TV, is that cheating affairs are more common among the rich and less common in conservative cultures. So that a lot of people feel like, hey, um, if we go to church together, and he just has that understanding that we're we're not going to cheat. I don't even have to have this discussion. I just kind of assume he feels the same way that I feel.
1: Big time mistake. Big time mistake. You don't want to make any kind of assumptions like that, because you never know. You can go to a church, ask 100 people a question, you get 100 different answers, 100 different beliefs. Just because everybody's sitting, it does not mean everybody believes the same way or has the same understanding. You have to make that communication very clear make sure in our relationship, not your parent relationship, not your brother-your-sister relationship, not your best friend relationship, our relationship, here's what I believe, here's how I want it to work. Mm-hmm. You have to have that direct communication.
0: Absolutely. Here's another myth, and you can find some of this. This, again, is from the article from the Washington Post. Post, excuse me, by Eric Anderson. Five myths about cheating. Um, here's another myth: If you really love your partner, you'll remain faithful.
1: I disagree with that. Unfortunately, a lot of people go. But into, that's why they're saying it's it a, a myth. It is, And right. it, 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 it's a huge myth. I think a lot of people go into a relationship, you know, I love you, you love me, we're not going to have those problems. We can just be who we are, and our love is going to take us there. Okay, our love is going to take us down the road to happily ever after. But been in the relationship. Uh, old, old partners come around. Work, job changes. Uh, somebody, in a new, quote, a sexy neighbor moves in. Okay, you have needs. Someone uh, has a baby. Oh, things change the relationship. You have to manage through all those things and continue to communicate and work through how we're going to keep our relationship whole with all these outside pressures coming in. Because not just us. We're not living in a bubble, okay? Because <laughs> the outside sources are coming in. Outside forces are coming in uh, directly on purpose or not on purpose, you know, but they're around, and it can affect the relationship. So you've got to fight to keep that uh, relationship with you and your spouse.
0: You have to fight for it. Let me say this, that love and obligation are two separate things. Love and people's um, core values are two separate things. I can really love somebody, but that doesn't mean that you're going to always treat them right. So love without obligation can also lead to – affair another thing about infidelity is that it's not always about love or not having love sometimes people really do want to have sex with somebody else and so Mm -hmm. we have to talk about how we manage that what we do about that how do we talk about that do you leave that person alone with somebody that you know that they're um having thoughts about do you give your sexual secrets away to somebody else do you tell them What makes your husband orgasm? Like, do you have those discussions, right? And so if you're having those discussions and setting a mood with somebody that it's okay to have those discussions with your partner, then they may do that. And also, people like things to be new. Every so often you have to spice up what's happening in your bedroom.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Again, you're married for multiple years, okay, you say, okay, we're just doing the same routine over and over again, and then someone may come across the path, have a conversation about, Doing something a little different, you're like, "Whoa, okay. that's a little bit intriguing." Okay, mm-hmm. immediately you should come home and talk to your spouse and let them know I have been intrigued about this thing. Uh-huh. Okay, so you can again, that's what where that where is that going to be fulfilled at with your partner? Okay, your sexual your sexual uh, needs and desires need to be filled with your partner. If you don't communicate that and you're trying to do it solo, guess what you have a, you have a uh, possibility of going somewhere else. Absolutely. Okay. Even if that was not your initial intent.
0: <laughs> you know, one other thing too is let's, let another myth is that people agree on what counts as cheating. Mm,
1: that's a great. That's one. a myth. That's a so great. let
0: me let's read this quote from the article. A guy says, "If you're just in some chat room masturbating and you're watching other people you're chatting with, that's not really cheating, is it?"
1: I'd say it depends on your relationship with your with your partner, with your with your spouse.
0: Talk about it. And then somebody else says if it's just a chat or if it's cyber sex or if it's full-on sex, you know, in person, then it's all cheating, right. right? So another way that people have issues with fidelity is you never sit down and you say, listen, this is a brass tacks line for me. I don't like it when you do this, that, or the other. Right. It's not something that I can tolerate. I I can't take it if you do these things.
1: I can't take the flirting. I
0: can't take an
1: emotional um, infidelity where you're sharing personal secrets about us. I can't take that. Uh Maybe kissing or uh, fondling—that's that cheating. You know, you need to have that conversation with your partner. Hey, this is this is all, this is acceptable. This is not acceptable. This is all not acceptable. Whatever the case may be, but it needs to be. Let's not assume, but have an actual conversation. And it may not be easy to have these conversations, but the mistake would be to assume that you guys are
0: on the same page and you have not had the conversation yet. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So also setting those boundaries, drawing those lines, and also being actively aware of what's going on. Um, another myth is that. Your partner won't stray as long as you keep your sex life exciting.
1: That's not. That's not only it. What about the emotional needs? Okay, maybe they're having some emotional problem, stress going on, in life. they need to talk about. It, but you're always busy. They can't. They can't have a conversation with you. Okay, maybe stuff that's going on. And then someone at work is willing to listen and has a listening ear. Tell me about it. I'm willing to listen. I'm willing to encourage you. Hey, I'm going through some challenges. I'm thinking about taking a new job. I need to talk to you about it. I need some encouragement. But that but your spouse is not available to give you that encouragement. Someone else is available to give you that encouragement. Oh
0: You know, I'm kinda I'm gonna venture to say that some people have not mastered the the some people have not mastered monogamy. Mm-hmm. What I mean by that is they can really love somebody and still wanna have sex with somebody else. There needs to be there has to be a reason bigger than you two that somebody doesn't strike. Ooh, talk, talk more about that. I mean, I, cool. I think we have to also get down to what people's spiritual beliefs are. Right. Why why not cheat? Like if if why not? I mean, I, mm. what what else would keep somebody from doing that just because they're a good person?
1: Okay, so really at the core, do you does this person believe cheating is wrong? Correct. Is
0: that, is that really yeah, that's okay. what I'm saying. Have a, have a catch. you know
1: does do you really believe cheating is wrong?
0: Because some people feel like, and I've heard people say this: I'm paying the bills at home, I ain't hurting nobody. I'm not, you know, every all of her needs are met. Who cares if I slip off of somebody else? It doesn't really mean anything. What's to complain about? Right. right a lot of people just really don't think that, it's a, that it's, it's a made, they don't think it's morally wrong. Right. That's a great point. And they feel like they were built, you know, I've heard people say, Dr. Noelle, if, if I was made to be monogamous, how come I find so many different people to track them? That's, that's a, a, a good question. Something because a lot of people feel like when they get married, you're supposed to shut down your eyes and you stop looking at other people. But that really doesn't happen. Some people do that, but most people still people still have fantasies that don't include their spouses, especially sexual fantasies. Sure. I mean, and if, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. And any movie you watch is profound. Is showing a lot of sexual fantasies in it. You find bubble gum, and they almost having sex, get yeah, it. I mean, CDs so it's constantly in somebody's, yes. in somebody's thought process. In addition, pornography now, we talked about this a few weeks ago in the show, is in the palm of everybody's hand. Yes. So you've got people that are kind of feeding themselves with sexuality all day long, and then when they get home, maybe the kids need to do homework. You're too sleepy. You fall asleep. And he's like, well, wait a minute. I'm not doing anything wrong if I'm meeting my needs and I'm not hurting you. Right. But that is wrong if, if if you've got a bigger moral code to follow.
1: So that regardless, that cheating is wrong, and that a line has been drawn in the sand. Regardless, and
0: because it's wrong, mm-hmm. I won't do it. Right. Not just I won't cheat on her. I won't cheat on him because you can get mad at her. Or I
1: won't him. cheat. Right. Right. I won't cheat because it's really me right. against my moral code. Correct. So it really not, that's That's Gets down to that's a good point. It's me against my moral code. It has nothing to do with what anybody else does. It has nothing to do with what my partner does. With nothing to do with the, with the neighbor coming across the street trying to do something. It has nothing to do with that. My moral code says cheating is wrong.
0: Correct. And unless somebody feels like that, it's not a whole lot that will stop them because unless they never have the opportunity. But we all know that everybody has the opportunity. Right. Well, it's all the time. And people having uh,
1: sexual relations at work. Yeah. Right? At work social events, you know, after the program, taking with the kids.
0: Oh, watch the kids playing softball, let's go behind the, the, the hut. You know, right. all kind of stuff can go on. Right, right. And so each person has to bridle themselves and monitor themselves and define for themselves what their moral code is going to be and where they get their value system from. And if you have your value system right, it won't prevent cheating, but it will let you know what the consequences will be if you do. Yes, I agree. And then that keeps you – in a place where you're not going to do that because you don't want the negative consequences associated with that.
1: And I think you hit on a good point before, Dr. Well, in terms of when you get married, it doesn't mean like your sexual uh, preferences just shut down like it for other women. Okay. But no, from, at that point, you get married, you're not going to find anyone from the opposite sex attractive ever again. It doesn't work like that. Right? The people who you thought were uh, attractive before you got married are still attractive. What you have to do now is now that I'm married, guess what? I'm not going to put myself in a position where I can cheat, or, you know, if I realize I'm getting the risk, I'm going to shut it down, absolutely. you know? I'm not going to hang
0: around those same places. And so, to me, that's really big. Let, let's talk about that, not putting yourself in a position to cheat. Let me give you some examples. And these seem very innocent, but it happens all the time. Um, you're leaving a church event, and uh, your wife overslept, you wouldn't ahead to church without out, and a young lady you all been going to church with for 20 years needs a ride home. Yeah, no. You know, no, but what no, right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Or somebody says, hey, uh, D, could you drive her home, you know, I know your wife and kids are at home and everything, but if you can take her home, it's raining really hard, right. she needs a ride. And if you say no, it makes you look a little bit snarky. Right. And so some people can say yes to that, but all, all somebody needs is a few seconds to, for, for it to cross the line. Yes. Let Absolutely. me tell you another way things cross the line. You and your, your your wife has this best friend. She hangs out all the time. She comes over sometimes before your wife gets home. Oh, I beat her here. Oh, come on in, Susie, have a cup of Ooh. coffee with me. Have a drink with me. Well, what did that, what could that turn into? Right. She the babysitter needs a ride home, right? Right. And she doesn't have her own transportation. Mommy's really tired. She's going to go to bed. Hon, do you mind driving little Susie Snowflake, <laughs> the sexy babysitter who doesn't have an ounce of flab on her body? home, and while your husband puts his glory days in the car <laughs> with Susie, and, we, and when you look like Susie, right? You know, so we have to be really smart about the choices we're making just as far as being alone with people, the commitments we make to ourselves, even the ones outside of our spouse that are governed by our belief system, and the things that we